I'm Brett Chang. And I am Jay Rosenthal, and this is your Peak Daily for TGIF, June 23rd, 2023, where we cover the biggest stories in Canadian and global business, finance, and tech, all in less than seven minutes. Okay, so Jay, I don't know if you saw, but French phenom Victor Wembenyama went number one in last night's NBA draft as expected, but our favorite prospect was one who had no chance of getting picked, Jordan Harbour, a TikToker and law student who didn't play college basketball and declared for the draft after discovering he technically met eligibility requirements and miraculously got the invite. Jake, we might see your name up there next year. Unlikely. Not a lot of five foot seven, 50-something-year-olds in the draft, unfortunately, but I do like Wembanyama. Although I did see him throw out the first pitch at a baseball game this week, that cannot be his sport. He better be better at basketball, and I know he is. It's incredible how tall he is. He's seven Seven foot two, and you would see other tall professional athletes that look nothing like, like look so much shorter than him. He makes like I saw a picture with him at Mbappe, and yeah. the height difference is incredible. So he's just extremely tall. I hope he, you know, I, I wish him nothing but the best. And yes, Jay, you didn't ask, but I will be declaring myself available for the NBA draft next year. I like it. I hope you get drafted, and the Raptors could probably use you. They're looking to expand the sport in Asia. I'm their guy. You are their guy, Brett. Brett, aside from your NBA career of the future, what do we have for Peak Palace? For our first story of the fight of the century, Musk versus Zuck. For our second story, bread price fixing. And for our last story, fake meat isn't meeting expectations. For our first story, standing in this corner, coming in at six foot one, 200 pounds, the pride of Pretoria, the man with a million titles, Twitter owner Elon Musk. And in this corner, coming in at five foot six, 155 pounds, the master of the metaverse, the Harvard haymaker, Meta CEO, Mark Zuckerberg. Peak Pals, you're probably wondering what we're talking about. Well, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg have agreed this is going to be a funny one to read because it's real. A cage fight. This is not part of the abandoned April Fool's edition that we had planned. So to catch you up, it all started with Musk tweeting out, I'm up for a cage match if he is lol, while criticizing Zuck, who fired back by posting the tweet to his Instagram story with the caption, send me location. Musk answered the Vegas Octagon, aka the UFC's Apex Arena. They're not actually going to fight, or are they? Zuckerberg seemed pretty serious about it. The Verge confirmed his challenge was not a joke, with a meta spokesperson saying, quote, unquote, the story speaks for itself. He's also been training at jiu-jitsu and actually winning tournaments. I saw some video of it. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And Musk seems a little less serious and has a habit of breaking promises. Remember the hyperloop? That said, he commits to bits and claims he broadened his youth. So we'll see. And it matters because this brawl would be the physical manifestation of Twitter and Meta's beef. Musk and Zuck have a long history of hater behavior towards each other. This personal distaste turned profesh when Instagram announced it was rolling out a Twitter competitor. Now, the app codenamed Project 92 promises to offer a sanely run platform for people looking to share their thoughts. And Zuckerberg clearly thinks he can make a better Twitter, recently saying he always thought Twitter should have a billion users. <laughs> How to zoom out. Twitter's other problems besides a new microblogging foe, it's having trouble paying rent and faces a fresh lawsuit claiming it failed to pay millions in promised bonuses. Now, our prediction is that truthfully, the fight probably doesn't happen. But if it does, we've got the younger, clearly better in shape sock taking it despite the size disadvantages. And maybe it'll inspire us to enter the octagon, Jay. You and I? A friendlier battle for sure. Two idols become rivals, you know? I kind of like it. For our second story, you thought Loblaws selling $37 chicken breasts was bad. Well, Canada Bread is kindly asking you to hold its beer. Another day, another grocery scandal. What's the latest, Jay? Well, one of Canada's biggest bread producers, Canada Bread, pled guilty to a decades-long price inflation scheme and will be on the hook for about $50 million fine as the Competition Bureau continues to crack down on the food industry. 
The company added $1.50 to the price of bread over the course of the 16-year period the scheme allegedly took place. To catch you up, if grocers fixing bread prices sounds familiar to you, that's because Loblaws got caught in its own bread scandal, a more modest 14-year scheme that the company made amends for by offering $25 gift cards to their loyal bread customers for their troubles. I remember this. Yeah, and this all matters because think of the $50 million fine as a warning shot to bad actors in the grocery sector. With Canadian grocery inflation hitting 8.9% in June and an inquiry into the pricing practices of the country's top grocers underway, the crackdown on price fixing is likely a welcome development for consumers. Here's the bottom line. These price-fixing scandals are made possible because of the lack of competition in the grocery sector, a problem that the Competition Bureau and the federal government are working to solve. For our third and final story this week, even though it's making headlines, lab-grown chicken is the least of the plant-based meats industry's concern right now. Driving the news, plant-based meat is the latest victim of high interest rates and inflation with a rash of startups lining up for the slaughterhouse Get it? As investments dry up, production costs surge, and shoppers looking to cut grocery bills opt for the real cheaper thing. Just this past year, two Canadian plant-based meat companies collapsed. Winnipeg Plant Protein Processor, that's hard to say, Plant Protein Processor, Merit Foods, and Victoria Vegan Butcher, the very good food company, which was once seen as the darling of Canada's fake meat sector. Investors poured money into the fake meat makers after Beyond Meat's $3.77 billion IPO in 2019, but lofty sales expectations have been met with results that are more disappointing than an overcooked bean burger, thanks to stubbornly high prices and questionable quality. Industry leaders aren't closing their doors, but they too are having trouble. Beyond Meat is projecting its net revenues to drop anywhere between 1% and 10% this year alone. Canadian meat giant Maple Leaf Foods continues to struggle with its plant-based options with sales down 16.7% last quarter compared to the quarter before. And here's why it matters. Closures and consolidations are par for the course for any emerging sector. And from a consumer point of view, that's good. One plant-based meat exec told Bloomberg, only the fittest companies surviving will result in higher quality products at better price points. And here's the bottom line, Jay. Plant-based meat is far from dead. Opportunities abound as eating habits shift and Canada just entered a partnership with the UK to help bolster each other's plant-based food industries. Ultimately, the key will be making products both cheaper and tastier. Peak Pals, thanks for making us the most listened to business podcast in Canada. If you got a second, why not follow this podcast in your app of choice and leave us a review. And if you want more Peak, make sure to subscribe to our daily newsletter at readthepeak.com. Thank you, Brett. Have a great and safe weekend, Peak Pals. Peak Pals.